You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Mike Donahue is going to be joining us from 10th Avenue North. We last had him on the program back in May, and we were talking about a book that he had written, Grace in the Gray. You know, there's this constant bickering back and forth, people taking oppositional sides and all of these things, and he wrote a great book about that. And it was about how can we really disagree with others, but in a in a more loving way, right, about yeah. discourse. And at that time, he was out, he was on the road, he was doing some stuff himself, he was playing uh, solo shows, and then suddenly there's an announcement just a couple of weeks ago that uh, the band's back together, new music is already out there, a song called Suddenly, which is really connected to another song from quite a number of years ago, but here to talk about that and share in that this morning, Mike Donahue, good morning to you, man, thank you so much for making some time to be with us this morning. Absolutely. Very excited to have you on. You know, um, your book that, you know, had you last on uh, to chat about, you know, we did get so much good, positive feedback, and we were able to share in that and give some of those copies to our listeners. And so there is a love for you here, and I know that uh, people are excited because... It has to do with new music, and when new music gets created, people get excited. So I can only imagine, from your perspective, the excitement of creating new music with the band. So tell us a little bit about how this all came together and why there's some new music forthcoming. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be on the show. I actually just preached on my book, Grace in the Gray, at my church yesterday morning. Well, they right. Said right after Thanksgiving, it's a good time to remind people how to graciously disagree. So mm-hmm. I feel very fresh on the, on the subject. Um, but with 10th Avenue North, you know, we always said we would never let ministry uh, override the ministry to our family. Like, we'd never sacrifice our families on the altar of the band. And, you know, several years ago, it just became clear that we just couldn't be the father's and husbands we needed to be and keep touring like we were. And so when we decided to take time off, the other guys in the band said, actually, this is this is great. We're kind of done touring. <laughs> and so we thought the band was over. And, you know, through the pandemic, yeah, I started writing. I wrote another book and worked on solo music. And then as I started getting out there, started realizing like, oh, if I show up as Mike Donahue, it makes everybody confused because they, they don't know if I'm going to play the 10th Avenue North songs or not. And then they think that we had a big fight. You know, they go, oh, you must have had a fight. That's why you're not 10th Ave anymore. I go, no, those guys are just doing other things and loving their lives. Um, and so I had some new, some new friends who wanted to work on music with me. And I talked to my wife and she said, I would, our kids are all in school now. I think it's a great time to get back out on the road. And so, uh, new chapter, and here we are, making new music. Well, that is wonderful. You know, there was, um, there's a connection between the new song. The new single is titled Suddenly. But there's a connection to uh, another song from your catalog quite a number of years ago. How are those two songs connected? So, as a songwriter and as someone who believes in Jesus, I'm constantly trying to honor two things. I want to honor the struggle it is to do the things that Jesus asked us to do. 
because sometimes we can sort of give biblical answers and that it feels almost harsh, mm. you know? Like, do you forget that you're talking to humans who have a really hard time doing these things? But at the same time, I also want to honor the power and, and the victory that is available, if that makes sense. And so we had a song called Losing back in the day, which is about the struggle to forgive. Because if anyone's honest, it is a struggle. so hard. Um, but then Suddenly is about a conversation I had with my dad when he uh, wrote his father a letter, uh, his abusive father uh, a letter, um, because I asked my dad, I go, how are you able to forgive your father for the abusive home you grew up in? And my dad said, oh, I wrote him a letter. And I said knowingly, oh, you wrote him a letter asking him to, or saying you forgive him for everything he did. And my dad's face got scrunched up. He goes, no, I wrote my dad a letter asking him to forgive me for all the bitterness I held toward him. Mm -hmm. And I said, what did your dad say when he got the letter? And my dad said, oh, I don't even know if he got it. I just know once I put the letter in the mailbox, suddenly I was free. So suddenly the new song is an honor to that conversation with my dad and the powerful, mysterious moment when you can be struggling to forgive someone for years and then suddenly there's a moment where God sets you free. Man, that is a powerful story right there. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I had a, had a similar situation with with my dad. I, I I think it was focused on the family. I heard that idea about writing your your father and honoring him in that way. I did that about fifteen years ago or so. And you know, like like many people that we know, our childhood wasn't perfect, and he wasn't the perfect father, and I wasn't the perfect son. But just that just brought back the memory that you just talked about that uh, reading that little um, honor or tribute to him that Christmas so many years ago just kind of brought back that thought and it, it was freeing in a way it was it was freeing and my children were there and they heard that and just a way of honoring him and the way the best way I could and I, it was just a great experience sounds like that's what it was with your dad yeah it's and it, you know it's not a prescriptive it's, it doesn't work exactly for everybody mm-hmm. um, but it's it's my duty and pleasure I think to remind people that they are ministers of reconciliation. That's what Paul says we're doing here. Yeah. Like, no matter what your job is, if you're a radio DJ or you're a soccer mom or you're a plumber or a school teacher, you, Paul says, you have been given one ministry, and that is the ministry of reconciliation, which means we do everything we can on our end to reconcile. doesn't mean it's always going to happen, but it means that is the direction we point the ship of our lives is to be ministers. It's like our job on earth is to tell people they can be forgiven and to forgive the people who hurt us. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm flipping through my Bible because I got to get over here because I don't want to misquote it and say it absolutely wrong. But you know, we are we are told to be at peace with one another, and we can't have that peace. Now, there are some people in our lives that it, it, truly peace is nearly an impossibility. But when we look at what we are being told that we should be doing is to strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness. Yeah without which no one will see the Lord. We have to remember it, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. And we, there, there really is a big connection here between your music, what you just said about that imperative to 
the the ministry of reconciliation, the words in Hebrews which tell us to live at peace with each other, and then of course your writing in Grace in the Gray, all of those are intertwined together. Um, we just came off of Thanksgiving, as you, as you said, uh, and it is a time to remember that there should be a spirit of gentleness toward one another, um, mm-hmm. that discourse is very important, that our words are important. And, you know, I mean, hey, I fail at this just as much as anyone else does. Uh, I am as in, in much of a need of a Savior as anyone else is. What encouragement would you have for people right now that are coming off of their weekend, long weekend with family, that, man, there is some bitterness. Somebody said something that just set them off the wrong way, and they're still hanging on to that, and that can become resentment. That can be all sorts of trouble in their future. What would you say just to encourage that person when you tie it together with reconciliation and peace? and what they should be thinking about instead of being angry and holding on to that bitterness? Yeah, you know, First uh, Timothy 6 says, pursue peace and gentleness. Second Timothy 2 says, pursue peace and correct your opponents with gentleness. Ephesians 4.3 says, pursue peace as far as it depends on you. Be eager to maintain the unity of peace. You know, that we are, we are not peacekeepers, we're peace makers we're pursuing it right we're we're after it we're going toward it and i just talked to a lady last night or yesterday after i i preached and she said look i there's someone i'm really having a hard time forgiving what can i do you know practically like that's great i agree with you that it's better for me to forgive you know cuz bitterness is like a a sword you're trying to stab somebody with it's going through your own soul you know Mm. like i'm the victim of my own bitterness i'm a hostage to my hurt and jesus wants to set me free from my bitterness you know but how do i do that and first corinthians 4 uh comes to mind where where we're told when we are reviled we bless when we are persecuted we endure and when we are slandered, we we are eager to uh, to reconcile. And the the best way, I, the best thing I could tell anybody listening, and what I told this lady yesterday at church, is I got really hurt and betrayed by somebody. And for two years, I had to wake up every morning and pray blessing over him and his family. Mm. And it took two years until one day I finally woke up and went. Huh. Like, like it still hurt, but that 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 bitter root was gone. And so again, I don't want to make it sound like it just always happens overnight. But that is our call. When we are reviled, we bless. Yeah, you know that is so important because we are to pray for our enemies, and you know that's we can see that inside of our own families, whether that's a husband and a wife, or you know a child to a parent, or you know any number of combinations. We can all become victims to our own uh, desire to hold on to those affronts, but just that solution that you spoke of to pray consistently blessing over that individual um man that is it is so powerful 
And these are kind of the the simple things. These are these are the basics, the foundational things of our faith that we are to be doing. But it's so hard to do those things sometimes. Why do you think that is? Um, human condition, yeah. sinful nature, um, and honestly, hurt. You know, like hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Mm. And and there's a cycle of vengeance and revenge. Um, that I think Jesus wants to set us free from. He wants to set us free from those cycles, and he wants to show us a new way. You know, he always said, you heard it said this, I say to you this. You heard it said, an eye for an eye, I I say, turn the other cheek, you know. Um, So he wants to set us free from the system that we're in and give us a new one. Yeah, Mike, I like the way you articulated that. Just It's so simple when you're, the way you were personally struggling with that, and then, if I really think about as you were talking about you you said you're praying over that and so what what you're doing actually is you're not doing that on your own you're you're actually in a conversation with God almighty and you're telling him and you're and you're asking him for his help and his assistance um if you had not done that uh it may have been 3 years it it may have never occurred but i just think in the simplicity of what you the process by which you uh, wanted to do that and reconcile, uh, just praying uh, that blessing and, and in that and in that that uh, including God in that, and that's where the real power is, isn't it? Well, of course. I, I mean, He is the source of everything. Mm. So, source of life, source of power, source of breath. Right? Acts seventeen says He gives us life, breath, and all things. Right? So everything even our being able to forgive is a gift that he gives man yes it is a gift you know one of the gifts that god has given you is the gift of word and the gift of music and uh you know the new song suddenly that's only going to be the uh, the tip here so this is just the first single there's got to be some other music what's the plan and when can we anticipate the opportunity to see you guys out live and on the road yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we've been writing so many songs. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that as artists, you often write way more songs than you ever put out because you're just trying to beat the last song you wrote, in, in a sense. So we've probably got a pool of 30 songs right now. I'm just trying to pick the best ones to release. And uh, I think next fall we're going to do a big tour and we might do a special show in Nashville in April, like a little preview show Ooh. of the new music. Um, but that's that's really it. We're not gonna we're not gonna overdo it because, you know, gonna try to do it in the healthiest way for our families going forward. Well, that is the most important thing, right? And it's so easy to let ministry overshadow family. So that is, uh, it's important. And I just love the the fact that you guys are all in one accord about that, and uh, not not losing your eye off of that. You know, you said your kids are in school. Yeah, that's a wonderful and sweet season. But man, they uh, they need to know that you're there and that you're home, and you guys can manage that a little bit better at this stage in life. And it's just wonderful that God's going to be able to provide that opportunity. Uh, for folks to be impacted by the music, we are going to play suddenly here as we kind of jump out of the conversation. But man, it has been really great to uh, to speak with you again. Very encouraging, you know. I love the reminder 
for all of us that it is the ministry of reconciliation to be at peace with one another. Mm. Uh, and we can find that so difficult to do. That can be really, really hard to do, man. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes we think of it as family or ministry. And what if we just thought of it as my first duty is to minister those who are the closest to me? Yeah. So it's not that it's family or ministry. It's it's minister in concentric circles. Mm. So, and I start with myself. Like I start with the bitterness I'm holding in. Like that's number one. Because if I've got, I've, I've got this analogy in my book, if I've got a fork in my blender, because this happened one time, I was making a smoothie with my daughter. And <laughs> I didn't want to bring this up, right? but dude, the fork in the wall thing was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just and share it. it. Go burst, ahead. Yeah, it burst through the side of the Vitamix because we didn't know it was in there. And there's sparks and smoke and we're holding each other. The lights are flickering on and off. We're screaming, you know, in the kitchen. And so many of us, we want to we minister to the world. And God's going, hey, can we talk about the fork in your blender? Yeah. <laughs> and like, no, 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 I'm going to do all these things for you, God. I'm going to do all this stuff. And he goes, yeah, I want to set you free because if you don't deal with that fork, it's going to come out sideways. <laughs> and so when we minister, think about where does God need to minister to us? And then probably I need to minister to my wife and my kids before I need to minister to thousands. Because if I'm ministering to thousands but leaving my home in shambles, well, then I've missed the, the, the concentric circles of who God is having me minister to. Yeah. And that is our primary call, is, is to that family. And so I love that concept. And, Mike, I just really, really appreciate uh, you spending time with us. Tell folks where they can go to find out more information and to get on so that they can follow not only you and your projects, but 10th Avenue North so that they can keep up on this. Yeah, there's this thing that uh, apparently was invented in the 90s called the Internet. And if you get on that Internet and you type in 10th Avenue North, you're going to – you go to 10thAvenueNorth.com, you're going to find a whole smorgasbord of information <laughs> awaiting you. Well, not only that, you know, I've I've already learned that Suddenly has been remixed into somebody's reel. So people are using it, man. There's a, there's a message in that story. And you know, you, you know, in this day now, when you've made it into somebody's reel, dude, what more can you ask for? That's, that's when you've made it. <laughs> that's it, man. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much for being with us this morning. We really appreciate it. Going to look forward to it. And I want to go ahead and encourage everyone to go ahead right now and go to 10thAvenueNorth.com, find out all the information. And don't forget, you're going to find this song there suddenly from 10th Avenue North. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.